Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you look at, you know, young men in areas where drug dealers are the big shots and, you know, the attraction of the, the money, the access to fancy clothes, holidays, all of that stuff is so attractive and perpetuates the drug trade. And allowing somebody to live in a, in a blinged up house isn't an option. So, no, it's not a financial thing, though. Obviously, the houses are still sold. That money is still returned. So it's still a good thing for the exchequer. I'm Nicola Talent. And you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Veteran criminal Dean Russell says he's no longer involved in anything more than community work and that he's now an innocent man. But this week, the Criminal Assets Bureau are putting his house up for sale with a €300,000 price tag after he handed them the keys following an 11-year battle against a proceeds of crime case. So who will buy the four-bed semi-D, which auctioneers say is a bargain? Today I'm talking with Niall Donald about Russell and what the courts say is his deep and prolonged history with criminality. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Would you buy this house in Riverside Park in Clonshock? Well, it actually looks uh, quite nice, uh, well done up. Um, unlike some of the houses seized by cab, it looks quite, uh, you know, tastefully uh, decorated. We went in behind the keyhole in the Sunday World this weekend when yeah. we just saw pictures of this uh, three-bed property owned by the criminal Dean Russell. Yeah. Uh, it's up for 300000 but it's it's a cash buyer thing now. It's not for auction, is that it? Well, it's for, um, I think the cash buyer thing is that, yeah, like it's it's it's, it's something that it's relatively sale, normal. Than, yeah, yeah, it's a relatively normal uh, stipulation that real estate agents have at times, you know, that they want, they you know, they want somebody to be able to buy it without waiting for... Mortgages? Yeah, stuff like that. So, so that's bizarre. Yeah. So they want someone to have 300000 well, in the know, bank. as in to be... They wanted a quick sale. Yeah, quick sale, I suppose. Um, so, I mean, the house had gone up. Um, I think cash buyers actually mean somebody who has mortgage approval. Yeah, but There's has, no yeah, delay. exactly. No, no delay. I don't think it actually means. No, it doesn't mean. Uh, me now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very early. No, don't agree. No. 
<laughs> very early in the morning. Well, it's very 11, tired. 11 o'clock. But yeah. No. Um, anyway, this house is one uh, which was seized by the cab after an 11 year fight by Dean Russell to keep the ownership of his property and a mammoth battle. Now, he's an argumentative kind of a character, Dean yes. Russell, and he likes talking. Yeah. He's quite a talker. He's been on to Liveline. He's spoken to the Sunday World a number of times. But ultimately, this house has now been taken from him. The keys have been handed over and it's up for sale. So when I asked you, would you buy it? I wonder with these properties, I wonder, like you look at Rally Square, that was Liam Byrne's house. And it was a bargain for somebody. It yeah. would be a bargain because yeah. we know that Liam Byrne pumped 750,000 into the renovations of it. Yeah. The property, it, it, I flew over it at one stage, is absolutely vast compared yeah. to what it looks like on the outside. There's no garden left, but they have a kind of a roof terrace thing. Um, and of course, there's a bar in it and there's, oh, there's bullet resistant windows should you need those. Um, I presume the door was fixed after the cab angle grinded their way in through it. Yeah. And yet it sat there since 2016, 17, 18, 2018 perhaps. Maybe 2018, that case was yeah. finished With no buyers. No. And, and we had another uh, property from Kerry that was taken by cab recently in the Sunday world, which had also um, gone on sale uh with a, at a cut price, just like Dean Russell's house, which had yeah. also um, at one stage been uh, put on the market for 356000 Yeah, and that's point. recently enough that, you know, yeah. properties are moving. I mean, yeah. we just this last few weeks in the Irish Independent, there was a headline that um, three bed properties are back to Celtic Tiger prices. So like there is a rush yeah. for family homes as always. But it's got to turn a few buyers off. You'd be a little bit worried that he might land at the door and order you out. You would, and um, absolutely, especially uh, if you're in the heart of the areas when these where these guys come from. Um, certainly other houses uh, seized by cabs, such as Sean McGovern's, I think were ultimately taken over by the by the local council. Yeah. Um, so there is a problem selling them. Uh, cab is not getting the full value of the house in 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 the sense that if yeah. the, the association with the with the criminal figure certainly diminishes the value and cab would always say i've spoken to you know probably all the chiefs actually since it was came into existence in 1996 yeah. and they would always say that really they're not about no it's making not making money as such even though they do make quite a lot of money for the exchequer um, no, it's the seizures of cash. It's about the optics. It's about these guys in communities living it up, um, you know, having the nicest house with the nicest drive, with the best windows installed, the best of everything, not being allowed to do that. No. That they come in as this powerful entity of the state and they take it from them. Yeah, if you look at, I mean, which we've talked about again and again over many different podcasts you know, young men in areas where drug dealers are the big shots and, you know, the attraction of the, the money, the access to, you know, fancy clothes, holidays, all of that stuff is so attractive and perpetuates the drug trade and allowing somebody to live in a, in a blinged up house mm -hmm. uh, isn't an option. So no, it's not a financial thing though. Obviously the houses are still sold, that money is still returned. So it's still a good thing for the exchequer. And look, time heals all wounds, they <laughs> well, say. So well, somebody would just, if they could just go in and, you know, hope for the best. But you're, you're, you know, you're getting a bargain. And sometimes these houses will be bought by investors and they'll be rented out. And, you know, a lot of the time people going into them don't even know the background from them. So 
Um, so Dean Russell, though. Dean Russell, though. Let's talk about Dean Russell, because Dean Russell was a little bit unfortunate. If you look at the timeline of this house in Clonshock, he bought it in, in 1995, 95. one year before the establishment of the Criminal Assets Bureau after the murder of Veronica Guerin, at a time when you could spend your money. He purchased it for 53000 um, and, you know, it was, sorry, it was a four bed rather than a three bed home over the course of the Criminal Assets Bureau cases against him. There was other properties mentioned, um, investment properties, uh, a villa in Spain and a property up the country um, that he had bought in conjunction with somebody else. But he has felt wronged from the beginning of the Criminal Assets Bureau targeting him. Yeah, because, and I suppose if you want to see it from his perspective, he bought that house for 53000 So the Criminal Assets Bureau ultimately come looking for him. But they're not looking for 53000 back. Yeah. So he can't sell his house for 350000 and give the Criminal Assets Bureau 53000 that he can't, unexplained wealth as it's described. That's not good enough for the Criminal Assets Bureau. What they're saying is it doesn't matter that you bought it for this price back in 1995 because you were able to buy it then, we're seizing the whole asset. You're not allowed profit from... Well, I think actually what they do is, they. it's not as simple as that either. Because no. it is quite complex, the Criminal yeah. Assets Bureau and the financing and the accounting and the sums behind it. But what I think they do is, they look at the purchase of that property back then. Yeah. They look at what sort of legitimate income the person might have. They look at what is in their bank accounts. Yeah. And really, sometimes that can be more telling than the property asset that has increased. And say, for example, in the case of uh, Dean Russell, there was a bank account with a significant amount of money in it. And they were able to say that 61% of that nest egg yeah. wasn't accounted for with legitimate income. Yeah. So Dean Russell over the years claimed he ran a window cleaning business. He said he was a taxi driver. He said he's a furniture business. But again, to say that, you have to provide the Bureau with your entire accounting system from over all those years. And you have to as well show spending for those years. So you can't say yeah. I earned a hundred, I earned. 40 grand that year and there it all is in my account. They, you have to kind of be able, you've, you've lived through that time with normal expenses. So that has to be. That is all taken well. in and like your spend on your, in recent times, your spend on your holidays and yeah. all that. It's like, well, where'd you get that money? Yeah, yeah. And how did you have that money? And of course, they always, like if you sit through the cab cases, they'll always come up with that. They got an inheritance that their mother had a few yeah. bob under the bed. Yeah. They, you know, they made this great, but they gambled, you know, yeah. they make a lot of money on gambling and all this sort of stuff. But despite all his, um, Despite all his protestations and all these properties that were discovered and all the rest of it, this settlement appears to be the handing over of this property in yeah. Clonshock, which is now estimated to be valued at between 300 and 350. Because you see, an awful lot of the cases are actually settlements as well. Yeah. They're a bit like separations and divorces. Yeah, yeah. There's only a very small percentage of divorces, something like 5%, that go in in front of a judge and that the judge decides what happens to yeah. the finances, to the children, to everything else. Most divorces happen on a settlement basis when people agree. Yeah. Now, they agree after years of fighting and yeah. wrangling, and that's what happens with the Criminal Assets Bureau. They'll identify, say, for example, Niall Donald, you have 1.3 million yeah. that you can't account for. So what are you going to give us? Yeah. How are you going to pay us that back? You have a house, you have a, a yeah. villa in Spain, you have this, that and the other. They're worth this amount, but we want the 
Yeah. Three and presumably million. if you go to court and lose the case, you could be hit with costs, which would be a huge amount. Um, huge amount. So yeah. I mean if Dean Russell went to Yeah, you could be hit with costs, yeah. Which would which would far exceed uh, and we don't actually know was he hit with costs. But we this. don't know. He possibly is as well, because they do more and more get hit with costs if they lose or even if they settle. Sometimes like many legal cases, like civil cases, they'll settle on the basis that both keep their costs. Exactly. Exactly. And because ultimately the Criminal Assets Bureau want to come to an end with these cases, especially with an agitator like Russell. Yeah. Eleven years through the court. Yeah, because I think he does feel hard done by, and we know that because he's spoken to, to, <laughs> he to the Sunday Joe. World. Yeah, he spoke to the Sunday World, he's spoken to Joe Duffy. And what he's basically said was he hasn't been in trouble in years. Um, you know, it's it's not to say that he's been an angel all his life. Uh, I'm paraphrasing him here, but that 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 was basically all in the past, and they're still pursuing him. Um, and that's that's his basic defence. And, you know, he he, he probably um, did, did... So he's 50... 54. He's more than 50, is he? 54 years of age. Yeah. And this was his family home. This was his family home, yeah. Um, obviously, his name really was in the Sunday world more regularly uh, in the early 2000s, um, partly because um, his, his brother was killed as part of the... The, the, the Sheriff Street feud was what the the the, the murder was put down to his brother Anthony, um, yeah. and Anthony Russell would have been then the connection with Christy Griffin. Anthony Russell was associated with Christy Griffin before his murder, right? And um, they would he would have been regarded as being uh, one of his key figures, although um, he would have had a longer association with with. North Dublin criminals, I suppose, including people like uh, David Babyface Lindsay. Right. So, you know, there was there was obviously a split in in there was a lot of feuds went on basically without getting into them. Christy Griffin, of course, is back out of jail in recent years and very uh, suspected to be very active on the drug market again. Um, that was a particularly nasty feud. It um, was, and I mean, Anthony Russell wouldn't have been highly. Uh, in the middle of that, in a sense, mm. but there was, you know, there was obviously deals being done. Um, Dean Russell is a convicted armed robber. He has a number of convictions, some of them serious. He would have known, maybe known to associate, maybe some of the people that would have been involved with Jerry Hutch, actually. Um, oh, you know, in, in involved in some of those armed robberies in the 1990s. Um, but, um, and he would have, he certainly Subs- made a good bit of money out of window cleaning, didn't he? He's made a good bit of window cleaning. Now and he's, properties. And he subsequently um, had been, uh, he'd been shot uh, famously in the groin in, 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 the ni- in 1990. And he'd also been a target for, or the suspected target of another couple of assassination attempts. Yeah, Gardy actually say that they, cl- they saved his life twice. The yeah. first in 2009, which would have been a year after Anthony Russell, his brother, was shot dead. And at that time, he said he didn't believe he was a target for anything. He had no issues with anybody. And the second time was in 2015 when um, two individuals, Paul Zambra and Anthony the Giant Callahan, Callahan yeah. were, were caught by Gardy. And Gardy told him that they were, well, certainly yeah. it was reported that they were on their way to kill him. He again denied he knew them. He said he had no problems with anybody. He was just an ordinary window cleaner. Yeah, I mean, Paul Zambra would have been um, a gun for hire. Um, he's, you know, one of the one of the few guys going around Dublin that in in that role would have literally uh, been 
paid and hired to to carry out shootings. Um, so they were stopped uh, basically on the way to 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 a house in Clonshock. Uh, there was weapons were found on them, and they were pulled over. And you know the word went out that they were off to kill Dean Russell. Mm. Um, so we called out, and he denied he was the target. Um, he's you know obviously they never got there. And he was saying he doesn't doesn't know Paul Zamber has never met him, you know he he isn't the, the he wasn't the target of the shooting, which a lot of these guys like to get out there, yeah, uh, for for one reason or another, um, and then, you know he he so well it probably makes them a little bit vulnerable if they're known to be under threat to be living under threat, yeah, or that people people um people stay away, <laughs> well also or also that people you know, that they're not feared enough maybe to be targeted, you know, yes. which is a part of it as well. That a bit of bravado. It was 2018, I think he rang Lifeline. Yeah. And he complained that time after his home was uh, visited by Gardaí on foot of a warrant that there was uh, in place for him for speeding. He hadn't showed up in court. So they had a warrant and he complained that they came to his house at 4.30 in the morning, that his children, his grandchildren were asleep. Everybody was terrified. He had to run out the back door. He didn't know what was happening. He thought there'd been a murder. And that wasn't the way Gardaí should carry out their business. He's quite vocal about how yeah, and you know, uh, uh, Gardaí and journalists should behave. <laughs> and can I say, like, um, you know, maybe his days at the at the like he's described in Cab as being a prolonged, deep involvement with criminality, um, and that's undoubtedly an accurate statement. However, his days probably at the very peak of it might be at an end and maybe that's why he feels hard done by yeah. that his name keeps popping up and but he also feels like he's a good community guy that he's chairman of the local football club he told us back in yeah. county was it recently he said that or uh, I think that was back back when after the Paul Zambra uh, yeah. incident and that he does a lot of good in his area he said well he won't be in his area any longer because uh, there'll be somebody new moving into the house and I think maybe we've done a favour to the uh state agent by saying he's no longer there he's handed over the keys he's gone yeah I think we could get a little little sweetener in our barter account we don't get sweeteners from anyone no, so no. I'm just trying to spread our wings we'll put the barter account number up on the yeah. end of the podcast I don't think that's ever going to happen <laughs> I really don't yeah anyway um, Dean Russell um, over and out for the moment on him and um, you know he's over and out for the moment but we may not may not hear from him again but you never know or we might you know yeah. um, anyway Thanks a million for that. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.